0: Um, okay.
1: You ready? Yep. Okay. Welcome to Filling in the Gaps. I'm Justin. And I'm Darren. And today we're going to be talking about a game called Stacking. So in our spoiler free section, let's just explain what stacking is. Stacking is a, I'd like to say a very simple game, but in other ways it's not so, but it is a simple game to kind of pick up to understand what's going on. It is essentially a game where you play the smallest doll in a group of stacking dolls. I'm going to attempt to say this. It is the Russian dolls, the Matryoshka dolls. <laughs> well, well, it's better than I said it. And they do this in a very, very clever way. This is a game that was produced by Double Fine Productions, which we've already talked about Grim Fandango on the podcast. They've done a lot of other games like Brutal Legend and Broken Age. Psychonauts. And they have just done a lot of things that I like. And stacking is definitely one of them. I think visually, aesthetically, it is a very beautiful game. Simple, but good. Each doll that you essentially stack with, every doll has a function. One function that it can do, which is very easy to figure out, but they are used in multiple ways and somewhat clever ways it is just a fun game a cute game pretty much anyone could play this game i think people who are really into puzzle games will love this because it does some very very interesting things for example each puzzle has multiple solutions and though i think perhaps not every solution is necessarily intuitive for every person i think that most of the puzzles there will be at least one that will seem to be very obvious to every player. There are hijinks, fun ways to gain extra achievements if that's what you want. There are hints available to people who are stuck or people who just don't want to work it out too much. And there's a very simple story that I think works very well. It's a great story, though. It's it's Even though it's simple,
0: it's done so well, I think.
1: The story is simply, you are Charlie Blackmore, the youngest and tiniest, <laughs> that many characters will remind you of how tiny you are when you talk to them. You are the tiniest doll in the family, and that gives you the ability to stack into other dolls. That's the idea. You have to go out into the world and save your family. It is just beautifully done, and I I love it. So... I basically want to say, if you've not played Stacking, now is the time to play it. Find it, play it. It is worth it.
0: Yeah, it's base price is is cheap enough as it is, but you can also get it on sale for a couple of bucks. I got it for a couple of bucks, and it was well worth it. I was obviously aware of Double Fine because of Grim Fandango and all the old stuff, but I didn't realize that they were still really going quite strong, and they had all these new games that weren't just the point-and-click adventure-type games that they
1: used to do be kind of famous. Well, Tim Schafer was famous for. Costume Quest, for example, is the first one that I played of theirs, and I, I love it. Honestly, I really love it. I played both the first one and the second one, and I think they're just really great. Mm. I have that in my
0: library, so I haven't played it yet. But I will, I will get to that eventually. Yeah, the, the game was, if you read some of the reviews and stuff online, the game was kind of praised for its accessibility. That's the most one of the most important features of the game is it's very casual. It appeals to it appeals to casual gamers. Like you said, it's got hints, but it also appeals to people who want to do absolutely everything. I'm not much of an achievement hunter myself, so I didn't get all the solutions, but I appreciate that they have multiple ones because there were some that I even had to text you about, like, how do I do this? And I, even though I had five solutions, I still couldn't find the right one. But that's that's great that they've thought, why just have one way when you can have half a dozen.
1: Having multiple solutions adds game time, but in a way that feels genuine and real in this game. Other games I think it might feel cheap, but for some reason in this game, it works. You can see that they've thought each solution out.
0: And also, you get a different kind of, it's not a cutscene, but you get a kind of different part of the story, you know, whichever way you solve it. If you find the the sets of dolls, you get a little cutscene, and it's quite funny, you know, so it's like, you may not be that way inclined to like I want to collect everything I want to do everything but yeah rather than just being a cheap way to add to tack on game time it's like no we've actually programmed all this stuff for you this extra content for you to look at and and to read or watch
1: yeah it's not a cheap grab the story is also told through these kind of cutscenes, and they're all told in a silent film style which works very very well for this game And it is cute and kind of fulfilling at the same time. I really appreciate that. I would also say that the look of the game, they try to really push the idea that these are dolls and doll height. So many of the backgrounds, the set pieces, are made out of things that look like they're made from the real world. You'll have things that look like they're made out of cardboard. There's a cart that's made out of popsicle sticks.
0: Like matchboxes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That just adds... That one extra touch to the game that I think just really works and helps pull everything all together. You could easily see this as being the type of game where it's in somebody's head and they're playing with it. Kids playing with these dolls on their own and making up this story. It is simple enough but solid enough to be entertaining, I think, for most any age. Yeah. And that's kind of where I think we might need to start getting into spoiler territory. So. If you've not played it, stop. Go play it. Because we're probably going to give away a couple of the solutions as we get through our boilerific section. Yeah. Definitely recommend it. Go play it. Indeed. So if you're still listening, you've played. Yeah. Congratulations. You've played a terrific game. Wasn't it a lot of fun? (laughs) Let's talk about this game. I love this game. Yeah. I love this game so much. Yeah. I love the simple mechanic of the stacking and the stacking into different sizes. It's so intuitive once you start, and it is so simple. It kind of surprised me nobody did it before, but I've not heard of anything else like this. And that is the thing, too. It is so unique. It is so original. Who would think of using, even when it was made, I think it was 2011, I think that it was released, we had been through so many generations of games by that point, to have characters that kind of hobble around <laughs> in a dot like fashion here seems ridiculous, and seems like no one would ever be interested. When you can have games with you know, sports players that look like the actual sports player that they're based on, but yes, it works. It yeah. works so well, and that is one of the things I think that those sports games will kind of fall off. Right, they are always making a new one every year to keep up with the players, but also to keep up with. What is currently available, technology-wise. Stacking is a game that I think, much like a Grim Fandango, will be kind of timeless in the fact that it has a look that I think will always be appealing. And they've found a way to make that work.
0: Yeah, because the, the, the environments, like you said, are really, well, they're, they're obviously fantasy, but they're believable. The detail is is really good. Every, and the, the dolls themselves are beautiful as well. They're not, I don't, I don't know if they look real or not, but they look like they're definitely done in the same style. You know, they're <laughs> rendered in the same style as, the, as, as these Russian dolls. But yeah, there, there's something special about it, because, yeah, it, it it it's definitely something that's timeless. And the fact that I just played it last few months ago, even you said it came out in 2011, so I played it like seven years later, six years later. It still looks great
1: to me. I also played it again to prepare for this to make some notes and boy it's fun the second time through as well at least i thought so i really enjoyed it a second time through a really nice thing that we may talk about at the end is the fact that with costume quest and also with this game they've given you kind of like a bonus little adventure and it's not huge it's maybe not quite as good as the base game but this is something i really like about double fine that they would include things like this they also drop the price of their games when they get on in age a bit right we've been able to pick up a lot of their games on the cheap to be honest and i really really appreciate that there's just something about that company that they are doing something right and it feels like they love what they do and they love their games and if you haven't watched the double fine adventure it's on youtube and it's worth watching And it really goes through the stages of them creating Broken Age. So if you don't want any spoilers for Broken Age, you'll want to play that first. I think I've kind of hit a point where I was watching the documentary where I feel like now I want to play it first. I don't want to have any more spoilers, but I just really get this feel of how they love what they do and they want to create something great. And what's really nice is they do, right? I've played three games of theirs and I've enjoyed them so far.
0: It's almost cliche, like you write for yourself or you, you know, you do this for yourself, but they seem to be making games for themselves and it works really well because their ideas are often awesome. So,
1: (laughs) and there are little things, right? So you were talking about stacking dolls inside each other. So stacking the family together, you get the little scene. I love the actors and director, that silent film one I thought was hilarious. (laughs) The, the one's ability to, Die? Yeah. (laughs) To, like, do a death scene. (laughs) There's just so many things in this game that do make me laugh a lot. You really like the kid tossing his cookies. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because he's he's throwing up, but he's also literally tossing cookies. Cookies, (laughs)
0: yeah. I don't know how many of those sets that you can get, because you can stack absolutely anything together. There's no... And sometimes it's clever to have things stacked that you will need later, so you don't need to stack them. You don't need to find the one set. You can stack them at random as long as they're the right size. But I like the fact that you find special ones and then like your actors ones and stuff, and then you can stack them all together. The one that we talked about before, which was really just bizarre, was that panda one. Like,
1: yeah, so that's in the Hobo Adventure. Yeah. You want to
0: talk about that later, or do you to... No, that's fine. That's yeah. fine. But yeah, the the thing where it's like <laughs> the, the the movie is what was it? It's like so the there's a rabbit, there's a raccoon and there's a panda. The raccoon sniffs the butt of the rabbit. No, I don't think so. Or does the rabbit sniff the butt? They they're sniffing each other's butts like okay. dogs. Okay. And then the panda bends over to sniff the rabbit's butt or something like that. And then his 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 head falls off. It's a dude underneath. It's like a guy <laughs> dressed as a panda sniffing someone's butt. It's just that was the most weird thing I'd seen in a while in a game. Like, what the heck is going on?
1: Well, he is I called, I believe, Guillaume the Furry. And he's actually in the base game as oh, well. Oh, really? Oh, He is know. the character that used to hug people.
0: Oh, right. Okay. Oh, yeah. Inappropriate hugs. Was that... <laughs> the Yeah.
1: Well, that is one of the things. So the hijinks essentially kind of achievement thing. You can look at them. They've given you a clue in the name. Oftentimes that's enough. If it's not, and there's a few that are Stumpy, you might go to a walkthrough, like I did, to figure out what, what exactly it means. But the stacking things as well, that's often mentioned in that. So some of the names will tell you what they are.
0: Or even when you talk to the character.
1: Yeah, they will say, like the family, for example. Have you seen my daughter? Have you seen my yeah. brother? Right.
0: There's the boxer guy. You'd think, oh, his thing is boxing, but it's actually giving wedgies. Yes. Like power wedge. I can't remember what they call it, but yeah, you just have to run around doing that. But that's a skill you can use to finish that level. That's one of the ways to do it. Yeah, the hijinks were really fun. I didn't do them all. To be honest, I, if I didn't find it quickly, like if I didn't uppercut someone in the face, it's like, oh, uppercut 10 more people in the face. If I didn't find it immediately, I didn't really go out of my way to look for them. But when the ones that I found were humorous. And, good, and I, I pretty much, if I found one, I got them all. and got the gold gloves or the gold... Because you get your your character goes like a golden colour for some parts. You get like a blinged out stacking doll. That's pretty cool.
1: What is great about that is when you see them later in the game, they will still be that way. So for example, the widow in the main train station, if you seduce so many men at once, you get kind of a gold band. And you see her later on the train and she's still wearing that. There's just something... Kind of sweet about walking around going, yeah, I've got that one. I've got that one. Because you can look at all the characters and see how much gold is going on. And there's something really funny about a lot of the hijinks. Like you said, the boxing one or the glove slopping. That's my favorite.
0: <laughs> Just walking around with your gloves, smacking people in the face. Brilliant. And that's
1: as well what makes it work. These hijinks
0: are funny. Yeah. What we didn't mention before that it's kind of important maybe to mention, is the aesthetic of the game Like, is it's set in industrial era, so that really gives to the silent movie stuff, and I think that's clever in a sense. Double Fine probably saved quite a bit of money not having voice actors and and probably plowed it all into production, into graphic, into like design and stuff, you know, because so, that would be a lot of voice actors. If you're going to voice every single doll, there's so many of them, you know, it would be even if you get one guy to do ten dolls, it's still a lot of work. I think
1: that would also weigh the game down. Yeah. I think simple was the way to go. From what I understand, this was one of the games they made while they were making another game. So when they have a big game in production, they also have smaller I read that cheaper game
0: somewhere that it was it was like Portal, a side project that they were doing at the same time as their main kind
1: of project. I think that's a clever thing to do, to diversify as a game company, to have a more major title while smaller titles are being created. Stacking is a game I would play again, even a third time at some point. It's just a fun game to play. More content, great. If it's getting them more money to keep their bigger games going, great.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would play it again. I'm kind of glad that I didn't 100% it, because now I can load up an old save. I can see the solutions that I've already done, and then I can play it through again in a completely... In a completely different way.
1: You could, or what is brilliant about this game is you can go back into the same game and 100. percent You can go into the same game and go on to any level. There's nothing that has been cut off from you, so you don't have to worry about missing an achievement. If you want to get right to the end, you can. Oh, because back.
0: you're in the hub, everything's linked to the train station. Yeah, so you just pick a train and you're you're there.
1: Yeah. For example, I was trying to do a full run and get everything. Mm. The second time. And I got to the end of the train and met up with my family. I still had two hijinks I hadn't completed yet. I was kind of angry. And then I realized I could actually get back onto the train. It didn't matter. There is one problem with that though. As we've rescued all the children, there still is a section of children on the train that are still in pens (laughs) saying, Charlie, thank you. You're a great person. But. You're still stuck in the pen. <laughs> you didn't save all of us, though. <laughs> but I love the fact that you can redo sections to get the 100% if you want to. Yeah. I don't like missing out on something and then having to replay an entire game again to get that. They've made this as easy to do what you want as possible. Well, let's talk a little bit about the section. So the first section, you start off in the train station, which is where you're going to spend a lot of time in this game. I love the train station though. I think it's an interesting level. They've got the bonus section where Levi is making you statues and portraits based on your adventures. And as you progress and come back to the train station, more characters become available. There's something different to do each time. I think that's just brilliant. I think they've done something amazing by having a hub that continues to be interesting you don't feel stuck going back to it again. And you still have new hijinks, like the second time that you're in the train station, hijinks are now available. I do find this a little bit frustrating as some of those I would have already accomplished the first time I was there if they had already been available. But I still enjoyed it. In the train station, there are also sections that you can't get until you've gone to a certain point. So it continues to be an interesting place where you can still explore. I think one of the things I really liked is having so many characters in one place. It was very easy to jump into the different characters to to stack in and see what they could do and to walk around. The train station was the perfect way to get you introduced to that where everybody is all in one place.
0: It's kind of crazy that when you look at it as well, it's like not only does it feel and look busy I mean, it is busy, you know, it's packed, it's really packed. And yeah, those special moves, it's quite funny, again, that they've taken time to program some of these, which, to be frank, are absolutely useless. They serve no purpose whatsoever, other than just to make you laugh a bit.
1: The old man who tells a story and then falls asleep telling a story, and then people (laughs) laugh at him. The kid,
0: what's what's it called, Sugar Rush? (laughs)
1: <laughs> I love sugar rush. So <laughs> you run around like crazy and then pass out. <laughs>
0: it's just like, what? Uh, there's just so many of those that, like, the, the guys that, yeah, just walk around farting, burping everywhere. There's,
1: well, but that is useful. The farting is useful. One thing I would like to say is in the train station, you do get to see the woman who has the eagle eye function, which allows you to see which characters are special. Or unique in some way. This is good for collecting all the unique dolls, but it's also a nice clue as to who might be helpful into solving a puzzle. I think that's a really, really good mechanic that they've thrown in there, and they have a different one on every level. So once you've found that character, it helps you to do so many other things
0: because it is so packed, and it maybe would overwhelm someone like I was there, didn't know what I should be doing, who I should be stacking with, but. That eagle eyes like okay, at least I know that this person is special. Let's go and check him out. Maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's just another special item, hijinks, or like a special stacking set. Usually they have the, they have important abilities that can progress you.
1: When we start in the train station, the goal is to end this worker strike, which we do. That's uh, the puzzles are are simple, but they're pretty straightforward. Right away, there's the key. You need to get into the guy with the key on his head. To unlock the gate, to start to get you familiar with the idea of certain characters do certain things and you need those to progress. And then you have to get the three union officials, I guess, down to talk to the workers on strike. <laughs> what were they after? It was something like they wanted putting in their lunches or something. Yeah, something <laughs> <like> that, <yeah. laughs> oh, well, we'll do it. Of course. By our guidelines, that means it will come out of your salaries. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> They're back to work which yeah. releases the first brother and that allows us then to board onto the steamship. So what did you think of the steamship? I liked the
0: steamship that was that was the one that I actually had the most problems with though. Maybe because it's the first level out of the hub the hub's just basically the, the tutorial but there were a couple of levels in that that were quite tough to solve. The one was the Egypt Exhibition. I found that really difficult to solve. You just said, oh, it's easy. Just, just talk to the security guard outside. And even when I did, I was still like, okay, I, I get that, but I just don't know how to do that. You know, it's, oh, it wasn't the security guard
1: outside so much as the one inside. Or inside. Yeah. Yeah. Because the one inside tells you that he thinks the mummy moved, which tells you that you can essentially get into the mummy and then walk out. Ah, okay. I don't
0: I don't think I solved it that way. I think I did something else. Oh see I've just spawned that one for you, sorry. I <laughs> <laughs> have forgotten about it, don't worry. That it's, one
1: there were just so many ways. There's there was five ways, see, I, I think. See now I don't know if I want to tell you Good Ah
0: idea. just go for it. It doesn't matter. Go for it. I mean, it.
1: there's a Sphinx made of cheese, so it's pretty obvious how to get rid of that one. Yeah. There is a statue with a boxing glove on it. So that that's kind of there. The security guard tells you about the mummy. I did find the sarcophagus one to be very tricky. I think maybe that's the one I did. Is it, there's one where you just like stack it, and then you walk out with it. That's a different one than the one I'm thinking of, but yes. That was
0: the one I did. Because I, okay. basically, he was saying, oh yeah, someone stole something. If another thing gets stolen, we're shutting it down. And so, yeah, you can stack that, and you stack into a bigger one. Done. Mm-hmm.
1: The huge sarcophagus, that's the one you need the magician for. Ah, okay. Which, that one, I... Didn't get, that one wasn't as intuitive, but I think it's also because I hadn't played around with him. I didn't know. If I had known what his power was, that might have made a difference. He changes
0: people into something. What does he do? He does? He
1: basically makes them look like purple, like a kind of purple flag. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I love that. I love seeing that the, say for example, the Sphinx was made of cheese. I knew they were rats. How do I make these two things? Connect. And that leads me to finding the Pied Piper, who needs a musician to get the Pied Piper down. And in a lot of games, this, oh, I need to go get something to get something else, feels really frustrating. I think partly because we're often told, go get this for me.
0: Yeah, it's a fetch quest, but this isn't. It's you, you're piecing together a
1: puzzle. That works so much better for me. What do I need to get what I want? Rather than, hey, you need to bring me a head of lettuce so I can make salad. Then I'll give you this bat, you know, I'll give you this baseball bat. You know, something like that. Yeah. I appreciate that in many games. It can work well. I mean, the original Zelda game was essentially that. And I thought that was amazing at the time. But I think it's become such a trope now. It's become so common and oftentimes just frustrating.
0: Oh, well, look at Skyrim. You know, that's, Skyrim is just one large fetch quest.
1: A good one. Yeah. That's the that's the thing, yeah. When you say it, it's like, oh, yeah, in many ways it is, but I I still enjoy it. Yeah,
0: yeah. But the thing with stacking, like when you exactly, you've got the cheese and you know there are rats. So you you haven't been told anything yet, but you're like, Okay, I have A and I have C, I need B but then when you get to when you find B then you're like, Okay, I have that's not B, that's actually E. I need to find B and, and D now. Because you're working it out. Exactly. You're not being force-fed it. You're not being told what to do.
1: Also, did you get the Pied Piper? No, I didn't
0: do that
1: one. Oh, okay. If you do get him down, he will call the rats, but children will also start following him, which is absolutely brilliant. Because that's the story, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. Again, not everything, though, in the game is intuitive to every person. That's part of what I like about the fact that there are multiple solutions. I yeah. think what sticks out to me may not stick out to you. So for me, the mummy is the very first thing because the security guard told me that. I realized I could stack into the doll that you escaped with, but I couldn't stack into somebody else. There wasn't anybody close at the time when I stacked in. So that can be a bit frustrating because I didn't see it intuitively. But that is part of what I love about it. There were multiple things in this level that I liked. The bicycle I thought was really Mm -hmm. good. Being introduced to the birds, where you can actually fly to a nest, was good. The adventurers, the kind of explorers that you have to get to go complain to the captain. The the,
0: the safari. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was the one that I was going to talk about because for your comparison, because I found that one quite easy. And I told you, you said, oh, how did you solve that one? I told you, I don't remember how it was. I shot a cannonball through the thing, and you're like, Oh, that was... I, I didn't do it that way. That was... I didn't think of that, basically. And, yeah, that's why the multiple solutions things is great, because even if you have friends that you're talking about or when you're playing it together, it's not just... you're not having the same experience at the same time. You're experiencing the same game in two different ways a lot of, a lot of the time.
1: But, no, I was actually talking about the, the four main people you need to get. So you need to solve yeah. the puzzles to get the four of them yeah, to go. Yeah. And that puzzle was a bit too easy, but I guess it really wasn't meant to be a puzzle at that point, where you basically have each one does a specific thing to attack a specific guard, and then you have to use that to get to the captain, and use the lady to yell at him, because that's her power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the map room, I think you like the map room a well. lot, mm-hmm. probably because of the... toshi cookies. <laughs> <laughs> that kid. I like the Safari one a lot. But I think for me, the museum one was the stand-up, just because there were so many solutions and so much going on in one place. And three of them I found really easily, and then a couple others I really had to work at. But I like that. I like There was still a bit of a challenge to it. That leads us back to the train station again now with some hijinks. And we have to get the lines in order so that we can... Get the judge a ticket so we can climb into the judge to get onto the zeppelin because they're about to have a huge debate about whether child labor should be allowed or not allowed and so we get into the zeppelin we have to do a brief bit where we help the first kind of ambassador escape and then we're off to explore the zeppelin they were in a kind of fancy party with an opera singer <laughs> a woman who passes gas? That is potpourri. Waiters that can fly to the ceiling, but apparently for no reason. A woman who does jazz hands. Yeah. Mimes. There's a lot going on in that first section.
0: I use the opera singer to solve one of the puzzles. Yeah.
1: That would be the the next puzzle, the one to save the person behind the wall of gas. Yeah. Just I I love that. I class. don't know how
0: else you could do that, but what, what was one of the other solutions?
1: There's a special suit across the hall.
0: But I couldn't get into that. You can.
1: Oh, okay. (laughs) You can. And there's another door if you walk in as Charlie, because there's only a tiny little spot. You'll know what to do from that point on, I think. There is the part where you have to climb through as Charlie, where the goldfish are. The goldfish that look like goldfish crackers. And you get essentially thrown into a room, where luckily another ambassador is, so you can help him escape. Through the fire or through the door. Sure. I went through, I went through the fire that time. Yeah. I did too. That's the most obvious one, I think, but yeah. the others are quite good as well. Then that leads you to the racetrack.
0: Yeah. I had some problems with that. You had to help me with that because you have to be in a sp- specific kind of area to trigger that. And...
1: There are certain things. Yeah. I found, I think the noise solution, I think was the one that I found first, but there are a few different solutions to that one. I don't know if they put the solutions in any sort of order, like if number one is the one that they feel is the easiest and most intuitive, or if there just really is no order. I often didn't solve it one, two, three, four. If that's the level they thought were the most intuitive, it wasn't the way that worked for me, I guess. What did you do to stop them? Do you remember? The photo finish. That's what, okay. That was when I got photo finish. There are other ways you can't actually stack into the cart itself. It's very obvious that you should be able to do it, but for some reason it wasn't intuitive for me. I didn't even think about that until I got the coil. That's also where you get the, the actors and the, the yeah. actor cutscene, which I think is great. Yeah. You, you, you,
0: you said that <clears throat> if you do anything, just you have to get this, the actors say yeah.
1: it. And it was, it was worth it. There's the people who throw bananas, but this is also where you get the zip line so that you can quickly zip back to the, first main party which is very handy for a couple different reasons i really enjoyed that you have to get all the ambassadors that you can get them to a section where you can stoke the fire because the baron has unleashed goldfish which have brought the birds which have weighed down the zeppelin which is very cartoonish and adorable and Mm -hmm. i really enjoyed that Uh, especially when it comes down to wait is still not enough We, Charlie, we need you to get down there to the tiny one and pump that for us. That makes all the difference and saves us. (laughs) One thing that I didn't say about the ship that I probably should have is that once you've solved the ship and the ship is now docked, you still have one more bonus mission that you can do as a kind of bonus puzzle. The same thing happens on the Zeppelin. There is a bonus puzzle that you can solve helping out bad with this teddy bear did you do that uh the teddy bear one yeah yeah i did that i found that one kind of frustrating i didn't quite understand what was going on with that one but now that i know it i think it's great
0: The police, the police.
1: Yeah. yeah that leads us to the train station again and this one we have to wind the clock yeah. which i think there are three solutions to winding the clock not difficult but that's kind of what i want at this point i've spent a lot of time in this hub already so Give me something easy. Give me a reason to be here, but quick, so that I can get to what I really want, which is the triple-decker train. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> it is, I feel, a kind of complicated level. Big level. Big. Part of what makes it feel big is a, is a train, so You yeah. have to keep going through the different levels and the different cars. Sometimes I went too far to get a doll that actually there was a, a closer one.
0: Yeah, I think they do that well. I think they give you what you need within a limited range. They're not asking you to go to the end and pick up a doll and bring it back. They they usually give you the tools that you need quite close
1: by. By that point, you start to realize that's the case and don't wander too far necessarily. There, are <laughs> very frustratingly. Charlie's family has been all kidnapped again, including his mother now. And you have to help them all escape. And there are just some brilliantly amusing puzzles in this one. What did you like about this one?
0: I think the, is it, what was the one where there was like a cage that you had to pass through and you couldn't, you couldn't go through there unless you were a woman? That one was quite hard for me at first, but once I got it, it was really funny, you know, like the, the, the solution that you Was it You needed the seamstress on the other side. There's like the tailor on the other side that you needed. I can't remember how I passed through that, but I remember it was really funny. What did, what was it? How did you do that?
1: To be honest, the first time, I continually stacked into a female character and then just walked through. It wasn't until I played the second time that I realized what was going on, because I knew he was important, but I couldn't figure out why the first time. And this time, when I took him down, because I knew I needed him for one of the puzzles, and that's what I thought the first time. I thought, oh, that was his purpose, is to solve the puzzle of the armor. But he has a second purpose, which I didn't realize. And that is that you can get the guard women to turn around as you're measuring them so that you can stack into them. And then they can disable the gate. Uh-huh. I was never able to stack into them the first time because you need him to make them turn around. Otherwise, they're always watching you. That's
0: something that we didn't talk about as well. It's... Kind of clever in the game as well. You have to be out of their line of sight. You can't be in front of them. So there are some dolls that you need, that you want, but you can't because as you move, they they track you. I really want to stack with you, but so how do I do it? I think there's some that you just plain straight up can't.
1: There are definitely some that you can't. There are also some that you can't until you've gone through all the solutions.
0: Oh really? Okay, well that's why I've not stacked with some of them.
1: Possibly. But, for example, the bad guys, right, like the the guy in the armor, you'll never get to stack with him. There are a lot of characters that you really can't stack with on the train station. The little guy who monitors the lines, I don't think you can ever stack with him
0: and there seems to be dolls that are just one size too big that even with their backs are turned i can't I couldn't stack with them like they're really big like they almost seem a little bit larger than your dad. The maximum size, you know. Mm. There was a couple on the train that, or maybe I just wasn't. Maybe you have to find the the one tier down from that doll that I just couldn't find. Then maybe, but there was one where you had to like the train station, the, like the ticket collectors. They're really the really big ones. There's different sizes of them. There's the really large one that I just couldn't seem to find anyone to stack
1: with him. I don't think you can stack with
0: him. Yeah, it just seems he seemed to be just one, either one level too high or. Yeah, just no matter who I had, I just could not get in. But
1: anyway, that's... Matter. No, I think just because I'd already gotten all the dolls, I knew I couldn't stack it with him. So I wasn't even trying. Yeah, fair enough.
0: The other things... What were the other things in the Did you get the station? clown? No. No. Because that was his fear, wasn't it?
1: Of mm-hmm. clowns. I well, it, one, it, of the, one, one of them. One of you. his fears
0: was loud noises. Mm-hmm. That was the one I did. I didn't get... I couldn't find the clown. I didn't even know where the clown was. Do you have to get like someone to do makeup on you or something like that? No,
1: but there is the one he needs to go to the bathroom, and there is a way to make certain dolls look like one of the villains, one of the regular regular guards that there are many of, mania, because you can't actually stack into those.
0: That's the one I'm talking about, then. That's the guys I couldn't stack into.
1: There is a way to make characters look like them, though, and that is another way to get him to
0: walk away. How do you how do you get to the like the guards? What do you
1: do? <laughs> There's a secret agent character?
0: Oh, I saw him, yeah.
1: What, Did you what, try his ability?
0: No. Well, yeah, but I obviously didn't try it on the right person, or I didn't I didn't connect them.
1: He can put masks on, I think, female characters, which I don't know why they had to do it that way, but I think it was maybe to indicate the fact that you need the, the tallest woman. Uh, because okay. it has to be the right size, you can't use a, a little guy and try and do that, because I tried. <laughs> Did not work. <laughs> you have to get somebody who's the right height right. to look like a guard because he needs... He needs using toilet, essentially. Right. Okay. So he need he's waiting for his relief guard to come in so he can relieve himself.
0: But yeah, it was the loud noises. one, I think that was the other one. What did I? Um, Possibly. It was, it was clowns. The bathroom break, and I'm sure he was like he didn't like loud noises, and you have to. Well, there's another
1: way to scare him, which is what I did.
0: Ghosts, I believe. Oh, what was that the one I did then? What was the Ghosts one? Was it a dat- So simple. <laughs>
1: There's the woman who is folding sheets, uh-huh. and if you do it near a child, she, like, drops it onto the child, and so then the child looks like a ghost, and you'll freaked out. down. <laughs> <laughs> you've got that one, you've got the armor guy, who you need to get out of his armor. So, how did you do that one? Maybe that
0: was the loud noises one. Maybe that was... I've got this loud noises thing in I my head.
1: Got, I'm not sure where that came from, because... Uh, wow, well, I see, I don't know how many of the puzzles. You just be just go for over it. Well, you, we're spoiling
0: so. it for everyone else as it is, so go ahead. Go ahead. Well,
1: there's the measurer, the tape measure guy, uh-huh. who will remove the armor. Right. And, and then, he, I didn't do that one. Yeah. And then you can tickle him. Which <laughs> you can figure out how to do that. That's pretty obvious. There's the fact his head is uncovered. So, and his his hair has a particular shape. Which will attract certain characters. Uh, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I like that one. I found it a little frustrating, but I like that one. The one that I really enjoyed though was the hypochondriac character. <laughs> because it made that one so obvious. There's the sick guy, but he's too big to get in. So you have to figure a couple ways to get the germs inside, which. I just found yeah, that very was, it very amusing. It's amazing. also where they started to say you can use combinations. Yeah, the combos. Yeah, And I like the idea of the combinations. And that's something I would have liked a bit more of, honestly. I thought that it worked really well. Because there's also the guy who's afraid of light. And so you have to do a couple combinations in order to get him.
0: When they brought that in... Yeah, they they seem to bring that in quite late. But maybe maybe they play tested it and it was maybe too overwhelming because there was too much choice already. Maybe they thought bringing that in even because that's almost the end pretty much. So maybe they thought, yeah, if we bring it even halfway, it's just too it complicates things too much. But the other on the other side of that, I thought they would continue using it, but it seemed to just die out after the train station stage. Yeah, the the triple decker train stage. I don't think it was used in the other ones, was it? You say that. There's 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 not really anything after that. There's the final boss. Yeah. But that that's not on. Is is that on the train? I don't,
1: no, that's after. Yeah. But, yeah. But that kind of it like the not much after the train. So you say that... But
0: that's I mean it's like I thought even for the last stage that they would use that, but they didn't. Ah, uh, they you, didn't use it once maybe. You could use it. I guess there's all the solutions that I haven't tried, so maybe, maybe there's more.
1: You could use it in the kind of final barren thing. I think but I did you, once. But you didn't necessarily have to. You could do things one at a time. Yeah. Right? You didn't have to use them immediately one after the other, like the combinations on the train. So you're right. Maybe that would have been something that they could have done a bit more in that section. Mm. But I think that level is just right. Mm. So I, I really don't want to mess with it anymore. It's more the kind of thing, if they were ever considering a stacking two, which I would play. Yeah. I think a bit more of the combinations would be something I would want to see even more of in the second one.
0: Or even if they said, look for every puzzle, one of the solutions is a combo solution. Something like that that would be interesting, yeah.
1: Then we get to the point where after we've found all the piano players so that Mm -hmm. they can play the piano to power up the generator to unlock the door. (laughs) Because that's
0: how pianos work. That's how music (laughs) works.
1: We will get to the point where we find all of our family and we can stack into them and then use each one of their skills one time to get to the end of the train to see our father finally. Mm-hmm. And then we get to take down the Baron. Yeah. Which the Baron is a very interesting character because he is, as they say, a whole stack of evil. <laughs> so he, because he is entirely himself. Yeah. So I also thought maybe they're saying he's very full of himself, which is possible. Yeah. Seems to be, right? And you're taking to that weird little platform where there's just, compared to the whole game, a handful of dolls. You have to use your family and these other few friends to help take the Baron down, make him smaller and smaller and smaller. Clever. I liked it. Yeah. Like I said, I, I think it was just the right length to not be too long and annoying and feel like it was tacked on. Yeah. It was a clever way to do it. And then that leads me into the very final boss fight which is hilarious and I love, which is the rock, paper, scissors battle. It can be a bit frustrating. It was frustrating for me. The Baron can switch very quickly, and so that can be very frustrating, but I love the concept of it. And I also love the fact that, much like the rest of the game, for example, if you were to get captured on the train, they would throw you off, but a whale or a bird would bring you back. There's not really death in this game. This is... A kind of exploration for exploration and fun's sake. So you can try all kinds of different things without really having to worry about major repercussions. And I like that. And the final boss fight was like that as well. I found it very irritating that the people in the pit kept rescuing the Baron as well as us. But I guess it would have been too fast otherwise. I do think this was just a clever way to use the stacking mechanic in a new way. You have New characters that are only for this boss fight, but it's so inherently obvious what you need to do. And I think that just worked really, really well.
0: I also like the fact that the the, the fight just before that with the bot, that you have to like unstack him like four, four or five times, maybe four times. Even though it's like, oh, it's the big end of level bad guy. There's no timer or something, you know, it's not. You, know, you don't feel rushed like you do with a lot of boss fights where it's like, you have to take him down and, and there's a, the clock is ticking, you know? It's like, you can take your time, wander around, look for the solution. Because I, I had to do that, in fact. There was some parts where, it, well, I know what I want to do, but i got to find this person. It, I, I like how it, it keeps it casual and gives you time to explore and to come up with solutions. And yeah, even that last one, even though I... It took me a few times to do it because I knew what I wanted to do again. And sometimes I would jump into the wrong one and Or he would, like you said, he would switch real quick And then, all oh, right back to the start again But once you know, once you get that and Once you get the hang of it, it's like,
1: yep, done You get a little ending, which is kind of nice We've had the cutscene of getting to the rock, paper, scissors bit Where Charlie's running from the explosions Just because it looks good I think. <laughs> <laughs> Levi conveniently shows up with his helicopter And you go back to the train station, which, as I've said before That's the hub for everything, so if you've missed anything, you can go back and you can complete the game at 100%, which is really nice. And that's the end. You can see your achievements, your trophy thing, which normally I don't really care about, but because I like this game so much, that's why the second time I wanted to go through and make sure I completed it. And that's it. Did you want to talk about the Hobo King? Sure, might as well. Hmm. Because it's... I mean, it's essentially part of the game for anybody who buys it now at least. Yeah. The Hobo King is a nice little adventure. There are only three, three real puzzles. puzzles and one easy puzzle right in the end. I didn't like this one quite as much just because I felt like it wasn't some of the solutions weren't quite as intuitive the first time around. The second time around, no problem. I mean, this yeah. was pretty easy. Opening the what would be like the Yeah, so essentially the Hobo King is where you have to assemble the crowns. So you need the three blacksmiths. And the first one I rescued was living in a can of tuna yeah. or sardines where you have to roll it up. Yeah. And well, they're all in that. They're all in cans of sardines. Are
0: they all? Okay. Yeah.
1: Well, so, but it's off to the right as you're walking up to the statue and you know, off to the right. That's the one that I found the most frustrating.
0: Is that the one with the knight? Yes. You can joust the thing. That was the last one. I, I, that was the first place I discovered, but it was the last one that I solved. One thing though about the whole book,ing that I thought was brilliant is how all the characters are like hobos. Like the the wizard has what's it? He's got like a, a staff with a can of beans on top of it.
1: Like an empty can, right? It's open.
0: And they've all they've all got. It's brilliant how they're just just cheap versions of Gandalf, or they've got these characters in mind, and they've just they've done them really well. I thought they were hilarious. But yeah, the, that one you're talking about.
1: But that's also where you, we found Hans again, but this time he's in deep sea, like a deep sea suit, once you've fished for him. <laughs> and you quite like the look of him.
0: <laughs> yeah. I used him a lot. He was brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Very, uh, very Hellraiser. Mm. That was so freaky. <laughs> Cause it's like his vision as well. He's almost like a cross between Bioshock, dad, the big daddy and pinhead for me. Cause just that, the destruction that he causes is quite scary. It's all those just flying swarms of fish hooks and all the dolls are being cut in half and then rolling around. But they all just like restack because there's no death. But yeah, I just I spent a lot of time running around, just spinning around everywhere. But that was when I thought like, oh, I'll take him to the ghoul's place and see if that works. And sure enough, I wasn't scared of anything in that in that place because the little guy's just a ball of rage. Yeah, the gold one was a good puzzle. I thought that was great. See,
1: that, that's my favorite. So that's what I wanted to talk about the other one, which is the moving house, which is a bit frustrating, but it's kind that's of... That's
0: the easiest one. has got the, three solutions, yeah. The
1: fish one's kind of right there in front of you. The raccoon, I had trouble figuring it out, but that was dumb because it was so right there. It was right. And he was standing right next
0: to the hole. Yeah. yeah.
1: The other one, did you get the third one? Then The panda? Oh, mean, oh, no, no, no. For, for getting house. into the house, yeah.
0: Yeah, you you just put three dolls on the lines.
1: Yeah, I found that frustrating for a long time. That was the first one I found. I just didn't quite get it. I I thought there was a pattern I had to walk, and I felt really dumb when I figured it out, because of course, it's so obvious. They've even given you a picture. Leave a doll here. Essentially, it was...
0: But you have to use the the wizard staff The wizard staff staff that
1: first, that. yeah. But I thought that was a really clever puzzle. The raccoon is really clever. For some reason, I don't know why, I just didn't click with these puzzles the first time. But the second time going through, it makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. Yeah. I don't know why I was struggling. The Ghouls I love. Yeah, that's
0: got six solutions. That's six got the solutions,
1: most. and it's just such a fun concept. And it just works so well. I really, really enjoyed that. The multiple ways to do that, and just some of the funny ways to do that as well, yeah, did you get to all of them I did oh,
0: I did two of them. I did the cheese guy, okay, and I did the my favorite my
1: ha- Hans. Uh, ha- my hellraiser hands. <laughs> there are some other really amusing ways I'm not going to tell you because i i'll go I'll go back and do it, and it again. Again. yeah, because they're worth doing. one, it's great. the clue, the first clue is you can't do this until after you've finished making the crown, oh okay, which is important. Right. Then, yeah, so it's just basically those three puzzles. You can get through that pretty quickly or slowly if you're like me, and for some reason some of them just didn't seem How did quickly.
0: you solve the first one then, like the hard one, the, the one with the knight? The very first time? I honestly don't remember how I did it yeah. the very first time. I did it with the the bird.
1: The first time I think I actually did it with the guy who's running around, in Monty Python-esque style, is running right. around and making horse clappings. Like yeah. I think I figured out his first. Yeah, you put a bucket on his head.
0: The knight one, I did that. Like the, the, the knight in armor who's behind the fence. Mm-hmm. That one I felt was a bit, I don't know, cheap in a sense because you can put someone up there onto the platform, but you have to be in a really specific position.
1: That was my problem as well. To stack into
0: him from the ground because you're stacking across a different level and it's like, it's not something that you really do
1: in the game. Even this second time because I had put one child on one pallet and couldn't stack in. And I was thinking, did I do this wrong? Is this not the way it works? Oh no, it is the way it works. I checked the clues. Yeah, I'm doing it right. The first two clues tend to be pretty vague, but the third one is basically just telling you what to do, <laughs> yeah. which is not, not really what I want. I don't, if I need it that much, I'll go to a walkthrough. So I'd really prefer just vague clues, but I got a third one. Yes, I'm doing it right, but it's not working. So I had to put another one they have to be closer to the edge that that was that was a problem but it's a minor problem overall for what i feel is kind of free content this is a bonus thing on top of the game and it's still fun it's still entertaining to play you form the crown and now there's a hobo king and there's a party And there's one thing, when there's the party, everybody is just to party (laughs) clothes and stuff, which is very nice. The the
0: big foam hands. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: So I like it. I like this game. I would play this game again. I probably will play this game again. Maybe not for a while now. I've played it through twice, but I enjoy it a lot. It just makes me like Double Fine even more, and I want to play more of their games, which... Since they tend to do puzzle games, we'll probably be talking about more of them in the future. it
0: just, it just become the Double Fine channel.
1: Well, not just. so many more <laughs> other things for us to tackle. Yeah. But for now...
0: Gaps filled and more gaps created.